Okay, it looks like we are live. Welcome, everybody. Hello, Jonah. Hello. So Long time no see. Yes, it's been a while. <laughs> Not really, actually. We're doing better <laughs> no. and better every time. We're getting these a little yes. bit narrower in the time that it takes to do them. And so go us. Um, there were no announcements made about this, but we'll still be live streaming it. It's our first Techler Talks live stream. We just wanted to live stream it instead of doing our normal thing this month. And uh, we'll, we'll be leaving it up and we'll re-upload it as audio for all you podcast listeners as well. Uh, today, just to kind of summarize our game plan, which isn't too much actually, it's pretty chill today, but we are gonna talk about some Google stories that came up and we're gonna give our analysis and uh, fill you in on what's happening for those who aren't curious. And then after we do that, uh, we're actually just gonna open it up to just random comments that any of you have on just the YouTube live stream side of things. Normally we have our forum and we have our patrons, but this month uh, we're just gonna open it up at the very end for just a few uh, YouTube commenters. And so that's what we're gonna do today. So uh, have anything else to say before we get into it? All right, no, let's get started. Okay, let me move here. So uh, first story is Android will now scan siloed apps for malware at install time. So I'm sure you saw this, right? Yes. Yeah. Google Play Protect is adding this, I think. So part of Play Services. Yes. So, I mean, right off the bat, I know people are wondering, is this going to end up in like AOSP or like custom ROMs? And the answer to that's no, unless you install like Google Play Services. So this is only for things that use Google Play Services. But um, I'm going to read some of this here. Uh, to help combat the surge of siloed malware, Google Play can now pop up a malware scanner at install time if it decides the app you're trying to sideload is interesting. So uh, do you want to explain what sideloading is? Yeah, so it's basically just when you install an app from the internet by downloading like an APK file instead of um, through the App Store. I guess right. technically other App Stores like Asteroid, sometimes people will include that in sideloading as well. Um, right. Depends it's, on your definition. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it is an issue. Like one of the most powerful things about Android, I think, is the fact that you can install any APK file from the internet without having to go through a centralized app store. But it's mm -hmm. also one of the most abused things in Android because any random person can just install a malicious APK on their device. So it makes sense why Google might want to release a feature that's designed to have this. It's actually so in their blog, they say it's real time scanning. So it actually in real time scans the app installation, reports it back to Google server, and then Google Play Protect decides on the Google server if there's anything malicious in the app. I think mm -hmm. it, it, it seems to have good intentions, I think, but obviously there are some other things to think about regarding this. Like I'm sure yeah. people are- I mean, you can see both sides of it for sure with Google. Like Google knowing every single thing that you install, even if you don't install it from Google Play, now that's gonna be a problem for a lot of people, whereas normally they wouldn't have insight into that kind of thing. Right, exactly. Though I guess I would argue in Google Play services, if that's installed anyway, maybe they already know the apps you use. So it's probably not any more privacy invasive, um, mm -hmm. if I had to guess. But I mean, we can't tell. Google Play services is a pretty massive black box, which is really unfortunate. Um, the other thing to bring up, which I talked to you before we started streaming is I just switched over to the different story. I think this is the same week. Google falsely flags Samsung apps as harmful, tells users <laughs> to remove them 
And this is also through Google Play Protect. And so I think it's worth mentioning that if there are any mistakes that Google makes, genuine mistakes, whether or not they're maliciously done or whatever, now you might have to deal with issues where you're installing an app and it's like, oh shoot, it won't let me install the damn app because Google thinks this is something malicious, which happens a lot. Like to this day, I think Malwarebytes thinks the techler.tech website is malware. And hmm, still, still, and I reached out to them. They said, you have to get a new IP address for your website because the IP address was flagged. And I did that. I purchased a whole new IP address. And I think our site was still being flagged by Malwarebytes as malware. And there's nothing I've been able to do. I think we, I even saw some activity on our forum about it or something like that. Crazy. Oh, you oh. have those reactions on. <laughs> <laughs> there we go again. Just like last month. Let me turn this off. <laughs> um, oh, a couple of people are saying the volume seems low. Okay. I don't know. If I can boost that. Sure. Might want to might want to look at that. Yeah. I boosted yours and I boosted mine. So. And I'll double check my reaction settings as well, just to see, <laughs> make sure they're not on. <laughs> yeah. I, I boosted each of our ends by like five decibels. So feel free to let us know if that's good. Um, but yeah, like it, there's also the efficacy side of things too. Like Google has to actually implement this in a way where it won't bug people. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you think it's a good or bad thing? Well, something that I noticed or didn't notice rather in the screenshots that were shared on the forum was there didn't seem to be a way to bypass that warning if it did detect it as malicious Ooh. um and i don't know it, it didn't it wasn't clear if you could hit the show more details and it would show i didn't see that screenshot in any of the articles um so whether that is there is probably going to be a big thing for me because like if you think about how other platforms handle it um like windows defender or like Google safe browsing, you can usually hit more and then bypass the search or bypass the screen anyways. With some um, scanners like Apple's, for example, like if you try to install um, an app that Apple thinks is harmful, it won't even let you do it at all on like macOS. So kind of interested to know what the approach is there. And I don't think that's clear yet from right. what I've seen. Right. For those watching the stream, you can see what Joan is talking about here. But yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing there. Yeah, you said there's the more details button, but I don't think that's it. And there's yeah. another detail here. Play Protect. I'm, I'm quoting what it says here. It says App Scan Recommended, which implies it's optional. But but like, like you said, <laughs> none of the screenshots seem to show that anything's optional. But then it says Play Protect hasn't seen this app before to protect your, which I just find interesting because that means they might be collecting like the, the hashes or something for the APKs or they're having some way of not having to rescan mm -hmm. applications. So maybe they are collecting like some kind of database of what's a safe and unsafe application, even if it's being sideloaded. I'd imagine that's the case. Yeah, just to prevent like having to upload the app every time. But in both of the screenshots, um, in both the first one and the third one there, um, the only option it gives you is to stop installing the app if you want to get out of it. Um, but it, the more details button might hide another option if you click it. So right. I don't know whether that's the case. I guess we won't really know until it exists. Right. Since they haven't shared anything other than this blog post, as is, far as I know. Is this an Android 14 thing or what? Um, Let me see. I don't remember exactly what it said when it's coming out. It's first rolling this out in India. And it will expand to all regions in the coming months. So that's all. So we'll have to check that out then. Yeah. So we'll just keep an eye on this. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, uh, like this is coming right around the time where Google has put in a lot of like effort into making third-party app stores more usable on Android. Like third-party app stores can now update apps in the background, that kind of thing. They're working on like methods for them to work, but they're also like trying to make sure that Google Play is involved um, 
with in every process. step of the process right. yeah without using google play so right interesting um fortunately i don't think any of this should impact custom rom stuff but i guess for people who will be using anything with google play services which can be custom roms as well um should be an interesting thing um the next google story is uh this one the key pass site uh we did <laughs> i did post this as a psa as well on youtube community posts uh, i don't do the community post too often because like <laughs> why <laughs> i think um but when i do them it's because normally i think it's actually important and mm -hmm. um for those listening essentially google shows ads in google search many of you might not even process that because you likely use an ad blocker but if you don't use an ad blocker you'll see it says like sponsored or i think i say sponsored right yeah yeah, Google says yeah, sponsored at the top. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, there's a screenshot right here. So you can look at it if you're on the stream. But pretty much what happened was some malicious people went ahead and they started running Google ads for KeePass, the password manager, the open source offline one that you know we and many other people in the privacy and security world very strongly enjoy. Except this was a essentially a phishing site. Like you go there and you download a malicious version of KeePass and you install that on your system. Um, so they were abusing the ad space to have a fake KeePass website there to trick people to download this malicious version of KeePass. And what's frustrating to me about this, and it's something that people brought up in our forum as well when they talked about this, and I'll just quote what this person said, reformed sandpaper. It's funny how Google keeps crying about the use of ad blockers when they allow literal malware in their ads. The use of ad blockers is no longer just about getting rid of annoyances, but rather being the first line of defense against malware. And has that and that has been the case for a pretty long time. Um, I don't know if it's the first line of defense against malware, but at, in this day and age, like absolutely, I think for me, not using an ad blocker is a security risk at this point because yeah, this I seems to be a, a recurring issue. It's insane. <laughs> like the the craziest thing about this one is that like there are no. Um really obvious like red flags with that ad that was on Google, like the domain name is correct, that kind of thing. So that's the kind of thing where, like I know a lot of people don't click on ads in Google, but they do click on it if it's also the exact same search result that they're looking for because they look identical. And in this case, like if you're just looking for the KeePass homepage, it's just another result for the KeePass homepage. So a lot of people would click on something like that. Right, it's, it's really bad because like you said, it's the same essentially the same URL. It looks like the same URL on Google. And there's no reason to click because especially because this actually happens organically as well. Like I've mm -hmm. seen in the past, like I'll type DuckDuckGo into Google and you'll see something. I don't, I'm not saying DuckDuckGo runs. I'm just, I know I've seen it before. I don't know what services run Google ads, but like I've seen situations where a service like DuckDuckGo has a DuckDuckGo ad at the top and then right below it, it's like the actual DuckDuckGo website, which is not an ad. You even see this on like the iOS app store. If you type in Facebook, you might see the Facebook app on the top as an advertisement. And then you see like the actual Facebook app right below it. So it's two listings of the same thing. And that's what this right. looks like. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's really scary. And I don't know how this kind of thing slipped up. Like it's just not okay. Did and... it say in this article, I don't know if I saw, but was it um, like a targeted 
at it all or was it like just everyone was getting this because what i was thinking is like google provides so much ability to target your ads to specific users if this was so targeted this might not have even been like caught as quickly if they like target it towards a specific niche or like a specific region for example i could definitely see that being really problematic in like other countries um i didn't personally see anything here the most i saw and i'm looking at the article right now just to verify this was that the ads only ran from Saturday to Wednesday. So it was only running for like a few days. This wasn't a super long-term thing, but they were paid for by something called Digital Eagle, which was a verified person by Google. Hmm. Um, like it's a verified company, Digital Eagle Incorporated. Um, so yeah, very weird situation. It could be targeted. I feel like it has to be targeted to some extent because it's such an unpopular password manager relative to all the other options in the market and mm -hmm. i think the only reason to target uh, key pass specifically is if there's a specific type of user or specific individuals that you know might use it but even then it's still a weird campaign to run because they probably already have key pass installed yeah it's 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 just crazy crazy yeah. situation yeah. it's it's I mean, it just annoys me when all of these centralized companies want to be like the gatekeepers of the internet, what's safe and what's not safe to run on your device, but then they can't like verify any of those things themselves. Right. You know, it's yeah. like, like Google should not be the um, decider between all of these things, but they're trying to implement that in so many other areas and other apps. Right. Well, I don't mind the, the concept, but if they can't do it right, then it it's frustrating because then you do put faith and trust in something that's supposed to protect you and mm -hmm. it doesn't. And there's, I mean, this is just a limitation with anything that that's going to be trying to protect you from other things on behalf of you. And that's kind of the limitation of like, even stuff I've talked about in the past with like Google's advanced protection program. I still think ultimately Google would probably do a better job than I would in a lot of things but there's still a lot of faith that you're giving up to a company like Google to make sure they do things right and don't make mistakes. At the end of the day though, like this, the fact that Google, no, this, cause I was gonna say the fact Google slipped up, slipped up wouldn't have put you in a worse position, but that's not true in this story because Google actually was utilized as the tool to exploit the, the individual. Like this was actually the actively exploited tool is Google advertising. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, crazy. Uh, but I to tie this into something else, I'm also frustrated how I'm sure a lot of you watching on YouTube are seeing that uh, if you use an ad blocker on YouTube, has this happened to you? Because I'm starting to get uh, prompts from Google on YouTube. Oh, I'm a YouTube premium subscriber, so. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that, that that's a way to avoid that issue. <laughs> so there's that, yeah. <laughs> but I know it's a thing because here, even on the forum. I've definitely seen a ton of people talking about this. I've seen all the screenshots. It's, it's taking off, I think. Google's going to... It looks like Google's going forward with this plan to block ad blockers. I, yeah, it seems like it. And I don't know what the next, here it is, YouTube not allowing ad blocker. And this is with Brave and uBlock. And I've been getting this too as well in Brave. Um, and it's it's just frustrating. Like, because I do understand where Google comes from with this. I understand why they'd want to uh, restrict people from using ad blockers. That's their entire revenue model. That's how YouTube is free. That's how they pay creators. I get it. But don't run malicious ads. <laughs> like, <laughs> like for some people, yeah. it's not even about the annoyance of ads. Like for me, it really is almost a security thing at this point, as well as like a time thing. And so if the ads weren't so obnoxious, maybe I'd run a short ad before a few of my videos. 
but when you run an unskippable 30 second ad twice before a 30 second video when the ads are longer than the video it's like why am i going to deal with that you know right just complaining <laughs> yeah it's it's annoying and i really i just don't see any way that google can get around it like they can't police a, a platform as big as google effectively i don't even know how they could do it like make sure AI. no <laughs> you see <laughs> but AI. That's, that's their plan now it doesn't work <laughs> are you telling it me doesn't seem like any of these plans will be bard? Bard? bard yeah bard is gonna bard is gonna save the day <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know if Bard is gone. I, they they've like integrated it into Google Assistant now. I don't know what they're a classic Google branding problem. They have Bard, Google Assistant, all, all of these different things. I don't know what their what their name for it is now. But. We should place bets on like how long it takes Google to discontinue Bard, because <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like all in. Like Bard is everywhere oh, yeah. now, and they're like, you know what? Maybe in like a year they're just gonna wake up and go. We don't like Bard anymore, but we're going to replace it with a different AI. <laughs> and then half uh, of our services are still going to use Bard for the next three years. And then half of other <laughs> services are going to use something else. <laughs> I could see. <laughs> yeah, a year seems like a good estimate to me. <laughs> right. Ridiculous. Oh. Um, the, the, whatever they replace it with will be equally insane. Right. It'll be like assistant by Google. <laughs> replaces google assistant with that's, bard that's true why isn't assistant just like assistant ai now like they have to do bard mm, but... don't give them any ideas yeah next year we'll see it uh, yeah well the next story uh the last and final google story that we wanted to cover i think you had a couple things you wanted to talk about as well but the last google story is google is planning to route chrome traffic chrome traffic through a proxy yes got it <laughs> um crazy stuff yeah, well, I guess let's start with the obvious question. I think Apple released a feature similar to this, right? With Safari, they released um, their- Private Relay. Yes, Private Relay. And I think it was overall decently received. I think there's always going to be people who are like, I don't trust Apple. But Apple's implementation is actually very interesting and seems somewhat privacy so. respecting. So how is this- That's what I was going to bring up. Because it doesn't seem like Google is taking the same approach. Although I think- in what I saw, they like mentioned that they might do it in the future in a privacy respecting way with, with third parties. But the, the plan right now is just for them to route all of your traffic through Google servers, like a traditional VPN or proxy without any kind of like privacy protections. It's just through Google. And is this um, for everybody, like any Chrome user? Um, that wasn't clear to me. I didn't actually read this article, so maybe I'd have to open it up and look. But um, my, I don't think it was mentioned because this is just rumored right now is my understanding. Okay. Like they're planning on it possibly, but it's like not officially confirmed. Um, but my guess would be because they didn't like give it to everybody for free on Android with their Google VPN. Um, my guess is that it'll be similar. It's gonna be like a Google One feature where if you pay for their subscription service, they will get access to it. That would make the most sense to me. I don't know. I mean, I could right. see them, they do crazy things sometimes. I could see them maybe giving it away, but that would be an extremely expensive service to run for every Chrome user, so. Right. So it seems they're trying to break this up into phases. So phase zero is just Google proxying its own sites. So if you go to google.com with Chrome, it'll proxy a Google site through the proxy. And eventually it'll probably open it up to other websites. And then later on, like you said, 
in upcoming phases, they will adopt a two-hop proxy system. Right. Um, I think I've like seen like people say they're, they're considering a two-hop proxy system. So they're, right. you know, no guarantees. This, this is the type of thing that, honestly, unless Google really, 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 really wanted to push for this, I don't know if this is ever going to actually be a thing in Chrome. This is, is reading like yeah. something where Google puts together this like very vague sometime in the future we'll do something about this but i don't know if they're ever gonna get that far that's my guess maybe they will but it's just there's it's not like the um flock their new technology it's not something like that where they have a very very good incentive to implement that in every version of chrome the privacy yeah, sandbox. and even that they've gotten so much pushback on that it's still not still not out like completely yet they're working right. on it though now so well it pretty much is out at this point like isn't it in like 99 percent uh, I'd have to double check. or something like that i think it's i don't know if it's on for everybody but i think it's in most people's browsers at this point um but i don't know what their incentive for this would be um yeah i mean just it, it doesn't make a lot of sense because like they already collect so much data they don't need to they don't need to proxy your traffic just to collect that data i feel like they already have a pretty good enough idea of what you're doing if you're using google services and google chrome that like it doesn't seem necessary as an additional data collection point something i could see possibly is like maybe they would start restricting sites to like you can only access this website at all if it's through a google proxy and that's like how they kind of because they've, they've made like plans in the past for like websites to say you have to be using an approved browser without like any extensions and that could be like a verification system of sorts to like lock out other browsers from accessing sites like firefox they they try to do that stuff with chrome in the past so hmm. there's that um but otherwise yeah i don't hard to say what google's motivations are other than like what they've stated to protect people's ip addresses but to be honest with you it's like it's not even a big threat to most people like right. The, the 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 need for a VPN in the first place is so overblown because all of your traffic is already encrypted with like HTTPS, right? So right. interesting. There's like we'll... limited situations where it makes sense. Right. Well, we'll follow that one. Um, yeah, we'll just see what happens with that. Um, yeah. It could also just be very simple, and Google just wants to compete with Apple because Apple is private relay, and Google's like, we need to do it, but we're going to do a slightly worse version of it as we do with yeah. most things that we try to do. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's really well represented by the whole Apple Pay versus Google Pay, which you covered in your video on your channel, which is like mm -hmm. Apple actually has like a very nice offline, no need for Apple to be involved in your transactions method. And you can explain it better than I can, but Google. And, and Google, well, can. Google doesn't basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Google does everything on the cloud via their servers and it's. Yeah, oh, have you seen like stories about the Pixel 8 recently? A lot of like, they've been testing these like reviewers have and a lot of the AI features on the Pixel 8, despite like this Tensor G3 chip or whatever, like it's all cloud-based and they don't work at all without internet connections. Like even a lot of the AI features that you would think would be local, it's like almost all of them offload to the cloud and require an internet connection. That's crazy. I saw an article about that. Maybe it, if it's not on the forum, I'll post it there or try and find it later. But it's, yeah, they're not, they're doing almost no AI processing locally on the device with even like their pixel line. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Oh my. Just a different approach. I can't turn the camera, but the cat wants on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you there was a story you wanted to share before we maybe turn it over to some comments. Uh, just a couple smaller stories I've seen. Um, I've seen some people talking about. Uh, there's a story. I don't know if it was posted on the Tech War forum. I know it was posted on the Privacy Guides forum of um, Apple releasing like uh, an updater pad that they're going to keep in their Apple Store so they can update your phone while it's in the box before somebody buys it. Right. Um, and I've just seen some people concerned about like if they if somebody gets a hold of this updater pad thing, what can they do with it? But in reality, there's not really like a risk of it being used to install an update on somebody's existing iPhone without their consent or anything like that, because there's other protections. So it's not like a real concern um, from a privacy or security standpoint. It's just something that I've seen people wondering about because they don't know exactly how it works. Right. Well, it's one of those things that um, I think it's valid for people to be concerned about it and to mm -hmm. kind of look into it. But also... It makes it, I don't know. I don't see a huge issue with this, even if someone else got a hold of these kinds of systems. Um, there's a lot of safeguards in place that Apple can implement, which I'm sure they're going to implement to prevent that to be misused, like you mm -hmm. said. But um, did you actually, do they have any like white papers or anything that goes into the technical details of this? Uh, not of this product, because I think this is just like a leak um, that it's something that they're working on, but like just for internal use. But Apple does have like, it's the pixels have the same thing on the pixels. It's called like insider attack prevention or something similar to that insider attack resistance, I think. Um, and, and on the iPhone, it's, it's the same thing where basically both of them require you to enter your passcode before an update can be installed, or you have to wipe all your user data. So there's no way for somebody without your passcode to install an update on your phone uh, without and like gain access to your data. So without your consent, basically. And, and the same thing would apply here. So this would really only work in the store like for iPhones that are new in the box, they don't have a passcode set, but once you have a passcode set, all of your data is protected against like updates you didn't consent to. So it's not a not a big deal just from that standpoint. Got it. Interesting. I think it's a neat feature, but mm -hmm. yeah. Um, let me turn it over to some comments. So we got some haze. Hopefully the volume's fixed. Is the volume fixed for people tuning in? Is it loud enough now? I, I still have room to turn it up a bit louder if needed. I just don't want to make it too loud and have it, it clip and have you all. I think people have been saying it's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Tim said that Chrome warns you if it thinks you're going to a bad website, but you can still go to it. So hopefully they do that with Playback yeah. Tech too. I have a hard time believing they won't because, I mean, even for testing purposes, like what if you want to test a malicious app on android mm -hmm. like you're a person who actually tests those things like you have to have a way to bypass it um i don't know if that would go over well if they didn't have a way to essentially whitelist an application yeah something else i wonder about it um now that i'm thinking about it is whether this will impact um the ability to install third-party apps um if you have the advanced production program enabled because if I remember correctly, Ooh. if you do on stock Android, you can't install APKs at all. No. Um, Play Protect protects against that. But now yep. that Play Protect is installed in that process, maybe they'll change that. Right. Uh, someone said Jonah was louder than me, so I fixed that a little bit. Um, but no, I that that is true. What you said, if you're on Advanced Protection Program, you can't install APKs. 
Um, do you think that maybe the opposite would happen? It's like maybe the reason why they didn't allow you to install APKs is because they couldn't verify it, but now with this feature, they could actually allow people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like oh, maybe okay. they'll it. enable it now. Got mm -hmm. it. I thought you said they would keep it disabled, but that makes sense. So I don't know if they will or not, but yeah, it should interesting. be interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. Same happened with OBS, and several YouTubers got had with it. That malicious advertisement. Oh, like the OBS advertisement. That oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, that was a a little while ago. I think I saw a couple stories about it. Um, it's crazy. Well, I'll be using. I'll be using ad blockers going forward. <laughs> Absolutely. It yeah. it actually bums me out because there's okay. There's no doing anything right here. Because let's go through the options. Option one is you just don't use an ad blocker but then you're putting yourself at risk. If you use an, okay, cat might be joining soon. If you use an ad blocker, <laughs> you're now putting, I guess the free internet and like the business models of the internet at risk. If you pay like for YouTube premium, as you do, you're now putting, I guess your own privacy. Like, I don't know, like the issue that a lot of people would have with that is, um, that like you're supporting you Google's business model. But then like the rebuttal to that is, well, you're supporting a sustainable, healthy business model that Google might have, which is you're just paying for a Google service and you're not necessarily part of their like free privacy invasive, uh, potentially more problematic business models. This is why mm -hmm. some people say like, I actually like buying Google pixels from Google because like for custom ROMs and stuff, because that's telling Google, like I wanna support like actual hardware that you guys sell but I don't want to be a part of your ad industry, for example. I don't know if that's actually how it happens on the back end of things. If Google's like, well, we're making more money from our phones, so maybe we can start pivoting our business models to something more sustainable. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just like there's no doing right. It's a tricky subject with ad blockers and whatnot. I wish I could just pay Google and feel good about it and then not have to use ad blockers when I'm using like YouTube or something. Yeah. I mean, from the perspective of like a consumer, you can't really choose which business models to support. Like, because- um, But you can. Create, creators have, I mean, creators have chosen YouTube to be the platform that they do business on, right? So you have to um, interact with like the creators that you follow through that platform specifically. And you don't really have the choice if they don't post anywhere else. Um, right. So I don't know, it's, 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 it's tricky, it's a tricky problem. It is. I'm a big believer, though, in voting with your wallet. And it's something that I'm getting really frustrated about with other people because no one else seems to do it. Everyone complains about Netflix. They complain about Hulu. And I sent you that article recently. Um, someone finally just compiled the obvious into like a slash dot article, which was Netflix comes out with and stops people from password sharing. Mm -hmm. Right. And then like, a you know, month, few months later, they up their subscription prices after they see a huge increase in users because people are, can no longer share Netflix accounts very easily. Yeah. And it's like, did you guys not see that coming? Like a <laughs> hundred miles away? Like they're trying to stop people from sharing accounts so that way more people have to buy more accounts. And then once you do that, then you have more people to increase the subscriptions cost for. And it's like, you need to like delete Netflix. Like that's yeah. just what you have to do. You just have to get off the platform and stop giving them money so they can't keep taking money from you. But people don't do that anymore. I, I was no. 
I've, it's all just like convenience-led purchasing. Like people are just going to go with whatever's the easiest option and not whatever's the best option. For right. Better, for worse. And, and it's tough because there's so many things out there and there's so many causes and so many things that you can stand up for. But like, I guess I understand, but the Netflix one really bugs me because even people that use Netflix seem to hate it. Because how could you <laughs> like it when you can only get Netflix originals at this point and maybe a couple movies that are decent? Mm-hmm which is every streaming platform nowadays. It's like none of them are very good. But I don't know. I I was, okay, so I was uh, with a friend. My friend was driving. We went to the Taco Bell uh, drive-thru. And so Taco Bell got this vegan cheese recently. And I'm, like I said, I'm like a vote for my wallet kind of person. And so even though I find Taco Bell pretty disgusting, and (laughs) I found their regular nacho cheese to be gross. Like if you like taco bell's nacho cheese like i don't know what to tell you like it's just nasty <laughs> like it's just like not real i mean i'm glad you like it but i'm like this has always been gross so i got the vegan nacho cheese and my friend tries it and they're like this, this is pretty bad and i go hot take it's just as bad as the regular nacho cheese so they nailed it <laughs> like in my head um but uh the taco bell locally they stopped making it even though they still have it they just don't make them anymore because people don't buy them so we mm. went through the drive-through, and I we asked for you know nacho fries with the vegan nacho cheese, and they just went oh we we didn't make it today, and I told my friend like okay well let's just go, and they're like well we were in the drive-through like we can't just like and I'm like no like let's go and then they ended up ordering just nacho fries, but then they took mm. like 10, 15 minutes just to serve the person in front of us and there was only us two cars, and I'm like can we go like <laughs> this is. Like, at a certain point, you have to draw a line. Like, if service, if a service is so bad and you keep paying for it, it's just enabling that crappy behavior. It's my side rant. Yeah. Totally unrelated <laughs> to privacy. But it is. Everything's connected. <laughs> Everything's connected. That's so true, though. It's, it's, people, some people can just put up with more stuff. I just get annoyed too easily, I think. Me too. But people are just fine with whatever. Right. As far as Netflix goes, I almost wonder what the, I want to know the data on like how many um, like companies are subsidizing people's Netflix subscriptions because like Verizon, T-Mobile, all these carriers like pay for Netflix and other streaming services now I've seen. Like my parents get Netflix for free, for example. And I don't know if like the price increases just affect T-Mobile's and so they get more money out of T-Mobile and not the individual subscriber or like how that works exactly. But that, that would be something to that I'd be interested in knowing. Right weird but maybe maybe most people pay for netflix directly and most people don't get that i don't know it'd be fun to see um it'd definitely be an interesting stat to get i yeah i think they're probably both important sources of revenue for them if i had to guess mm-hmm. um another one that's big is these smart tv crap things <laughs> like uh so someone i know has a roku and oh, get yeah. this get this This is what they told me. So I have not fact-checked this, but they seemed pretty sure about it. So you should look it up to make sure this is true, including yourself. But they said that if you, like Roku has a centralized search engine for all the streaming services on the Roku. Yes, that is true. Let's say Shrek 2. You want to watch Shrek 2. All right, you type in Shrek 2. It's going to show you, oh, you can watch this on Hulu and Netflix or whatever, like four options. But if Mm -hmm. you're a subscriber already, to Hulu, they exclude that from the search results. What? what? So that make a lot of sense. No, because so then it incentivizes you to pay for the ones you don't have. 
But I don't know if that's true. I need to look into that. But either way, like, if that if that's true, that'd be concerning. <laughs> that would not make a lot of sense to me. I mean, I feel like that would defeat the point of the search from a consumer perspective. Well, but no, but then that would tricking you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because then the point of the search is just to show you services that show the movies that you don't already pay for. So it's the goal of the search is to sell you different streaming services. But right. I need to look into that. This is also not a tech savvy friend. So they might also just like literally not know and they screwed something up or something weird. Um, I don't, but my, I feel like that is not true. <laughs> it could be not true. That's why I said like definitely look it up because that could be very wrong. But either way, I still think that a lot of these packages that people are getting like Roku and whatnot, like there's probably a lot of people who end up purchasing these streaming services because of the ecosystem that is integrated in people's devices at this point. Similar to you, like Netflix is now integrated into your cell plan, similar to how Netflix is integrated into your TV. And if you're not paying for Netflix, you're actually missing like a big functionality piece of your TV. Um, because maybe, yeah. And so, I mean, that's, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like services, um, that are like heavily integrated into into devices. And the only one I can really think of is like Amazon Prime Video on the Fire devices, but I feel like all of the other like smart TVs and streaming like devices I've seen are pretty platform agnostic. Like you can you can use any streaming service, but I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. I Yeah. Like with Roku, I can't think of why you would use a specific streaming service with that. Right. I'm a terrible person. They don't have their own to ask um, about this. I exclusively <laughs> pirate movies, <laughs> unless it's like cheap to rent somewhere, which I still think is the best option nowadays. If you want to pay for something, like just rent an individual movie on YouTube or something, because it's yeah. normally like two or three dollars, and you only pay for what you watch, and you still get to support something if you want to like pay for something, and you don't have a risk of malware or anything. And it's more convenient. Like, it, it kind of balances all the options pretty nicely, I feel. Um, and you don't have to pay for a... I mean, this is what's frustrating to me. People say, well, if you rent a movie, you don't own it. And I go, yeah, but if you're... Like, the alternative is streaming. You're not just not owning the things you watch when you stream. You also don't even control or own or... You, it's a different catalog every month. So you don't even know yeah. what you're going to be able to watch every month. Whereas with something like renting a movie on Amazon or YouTube, you can pretty much get any movie at any point in time. Like they're almost always there versus a streaming service. They're just going to continually change what movies you can watch. It might be your favorite show and they decide to just cut out half of the seasons and keep the first three seasons for some reason. That's my right. problem is like you're giving up control of the selection as well. It's not just control of ownership. With movies specifically, like for me, there aren't a lot of movies that I would watch more than once either so like i don't feel the need to own that kind of thing like right. <laughs> if i can pay 3.99 to rent a movie and watch it once that's fine with me right. but like i can i can see that argument for for something right but i don't know i guess these people just watch movies differently i don't need to own every single thing that i consume i just need to own the things that i use a lot and movies are not one of them huh. i'm looking through comments here Someone's using Revancid. Oh, um, I didn't look into it, but it looked like you looked into that new uh, Lewis Rossman 
uh, YouTube or like video application. Oh, that that app. Yeah. Um, I've just seen a lot of people talking about it. I haven't downloaded it yet, well, so I don't know. Can you do you know like a general Too overview of what it. it is? As far as I know, it's like a it's a similar app, like a privacy front end that you can download on your app. It's like ten dollars or something. It's not free. Um, although I've seen people say that like their payment system is like on the honor system or something. I don't know exactly how it works. I haven't tried downloading it yet. Hmm. So, um, but basically it, it looks like it's kind of a plugin system, but it lets you like access videos from a bunch of different streaming services, like not just YouTube, but Odyssey, PeerTube. I've seen, um, I don't remember what else is on there, but it's like, it integrates it all into one app. Um, cool. and yeah, I don't really know how it's going to be different from like uh, all these other alternative YouTube clients, but at least Rossman is saying that like they're going to be taking the legal battle if Google decides to bring it on. So they have a bunch of money. I don't really understand like this organization that he works for, but I guess they just have a ton of money to spend on projects like this. So. Right. I mean, it's cool. They've contributed yeah. to a lot of privacy respecting projects. So mm -hmm. love it. People want to get more information. Lewis Rossman's channel has a video on it. Um, I assume, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're on Android 10. Okay. If you're on Android 10, okay, we've, we've talked about this in the past. Try to make sure you're still getting security updates. It's important. <laughs> Does, is Android yeah. 10 still getting security updates? Not, I don't think so. I think it's 11, 11 and up. Okay. It might be 12 and up now that 14 is out, but as of um, at least last month is the last time I looked at the security bulletin and they were releasing security updates for 11, but okay. yeah, well, not 10. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep an eye on that. Northern Chimp, just looking out for you. Uh, we like security updates. Um, if you're aware of the limitations and the phone's not used for anything sensitive or anything like that, then maybe it's fine, but just something to throw you on your radar. Um, someone said I would purchase premium if Google would improve YouTube, not what they did to the platform over the years. And that's a good point too, because I like to tell myself if I pay for premium, then maybe Google won't do things like remove dislikes or they won't try to make the, the platform too algorithmically oriented. Like they'll give users options to disable the algorithm or they'll give users options to make it a more, a less invasive experience, so to speak, from a privacy perspective, from a mental perspective, from a enjoyment perspective. But they don't do that. They do both things. Like they want you to pay for premium while they make the platform more profitable for free users at the same time. And so yeah. you kind of get screwed on both ends because if you're a free user, well, you're just getting screwed as a free user, but at least you're not paying to be screwed. <laughs> but if you're using YouTube mm -hmm. premium, at least you don't have ads. So you're not screwed in one realm of things and you, they do give you access to a few more features, which I'm sure are nice. But aside from that, like they're still screwing you with a lot of the stuff that they pull on free users. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff it's like, I, most people just must not care about that kind of thing. And I think it's like different tastes maybe in like who's using YouTube because like the most annoying thing for me is like how much they're pushing, pushing shorts. And sometimes I'll open mm. the YouTube app on my phone. It'll default to shorts. I'm like, no, I do not want this video to start playing full screen on my phone. As soon as I open the <laughs> YouTube app, <laughs> I don't need to watch 30 second clips of any content ever, but people are really into that. And they're really pushing it in all the feeds everywhere. It's just, that's the kind of thing that annoys me, but they have no control over. I right. just wish I, I want like a button that says 
stop showing me shorts, please. Thank you. But that's that's by design, though. And that's what's yeah. frustrating for me is Google, if they cared about the end user experience, and that was the overwhelming goal and motive that they had was improving like the user and creator experience in the YouTube settings, hide shorts. Yeah. Button. They should done. just have that. But I guess my point is like, I, I wonder if I'm in the minority of people who don't want to see shorts and most people actually use shorts more than like normal content at this point. It might be the minority, but it's definitely not what everyone wants. And but they should still have the option for sure. Exactly. Like there should mm -hmm. be an option because they're, you're definitely not the only person who feels that way. Um, and I think that there should be an option if they cared about the end user experience. It's not any harder. It's just one toggle. So, I don't know. It's frustrating. Um... New type vampire says they use YouTube without watch history on. I'll admit that YouTube watch history is the one Google service that I actually do use um and they keep track of that just because i would <laughs> i would re-watch videos too many times if i didn't know that i already watched them before it's a problem for me <laughs> dude why <laughs> how do you do that it's crazy <laughs> do you just like forget you watched a video yeah especially like nowadays i've seen so many creators like change thumbnails on their like five-year-old ten-year-old right. videos so that's like a big thing too it's like or like i would just waste too much time that's crazy. But that's just, okay, YouTube is like the one streaming service I do use quite a that's bit. That's crazy. Unfortunately. Yeah, it is. It's pretty unhinged, but it's true. <laughs> um, let's see. Lucky225 said there's a privacy symposium in Berkeley tomorrow at the Bancroft Hotel with speakers from ACLU, EFF, and other organizations. I didn't hear about that. Um, okay, I wouldn't be able that. to make it, but I was going to say, how far away is that for you? <laughs> it's, it's a ways. Um, like it's not something yeah. I can just, I mean, I could go to on a day's notice, but like, I'm not going to, um, but like, I hope that's fun. I, I really like those in-person events. There's a lot of in-person events in the Bay area, um, especially run mm -hmm. by the EFF. The EFF runs a lot of events in San Francisco and like, oh, it's like cool, that's to, cool. Yeah. It's nice to have access to that kind of stuff. Um, someone said, I use YouTube without watch history on. It's not optimal, but it avoids aiding the predatory algorithm. Why, why does, um, leaving watch history on in YouTube avoid the algorithm? I'm a little confused. No, turning it off avoids aiding the algorithm. If you have it on, you oh, are without aiding. history on. I thought they said with watch right. history on. Okay. I got it. Yeah. I was a little confused there. <laughs> Um, someone said, love the balance takes any updates on going cognito V2. Is there any up? So we have kind of a two-step process to this. So first we're moving over to a different host. Um, so we are using teachable right now because at the time it was the easiest thing for hosting the course because mm -hmm. it's complicated to host a course. Like you have to have a whole course portal. You have to have a, a user registration, user login, a billing is a big thing as well. I have to do like tax documents and whatnot. And so I'm having Jonah work on our own self-hosted platform for things. So that's kind of step one of things. And then on my end is the actual like videos and the production and the scripts and whatnot. Um, I've already compiled the scripts and kind of the general layout and the general changes I want to make. And now it's kind of like get started time for that. 
and on yeah. uh, how are things on your end? Uh, on my end, uh, moving like the V1 version over to the new platform is almost finished now. So I'll just have to uh, finish up a couple more things and then import all the users over. Um, and everybody, and everybody who goes on V1 now will get access to V2 on the new system, as far as I understand. Um, yeah. And then setting up V2 uh, whenever you have the content ready will be as easy as setting it up on Teachable. But cool. we'll get to that point whenever yeah. whenever that happens. Yeah, it moves slow. I mean, it's such a big project. I mean, like the yeah. total amount of videos is literally hours. Um, like the last Go Incognito was over four hours. Um, this one, I expect, I don't know if it, I, I actually don't know the final length of time, if it'll be shorter or longer. There are more lessons, but I don't know if um like i've grown and matured and become better at articulating information but i've also become more nuanced about things and so i don't know if lessons will be longer or shorter um but i guess we'll see uh, everything's still kind of a work in progress i would hope to have things done in the next several months is my goal but cool yeah in the meantime uh, v1 is available for people who want to try it out and uh, you'll have free access to v2 when it comes out it's a lifetime thing so it doesn't really matter when you hop in in fact the sooner you hop in probably the better because it's only gonna i assume go up in cost um probably not significantly but yeah mm -hmm. Ooh, someone we got two hot takes someone says i don't like shit don't bite me why did why do they bite me like why do they do that <laughs> is it because they don't want me to pet them Maybe that's it. Uh, Hands cats, up. Cats are a mystery. <laughs> they yeah. are a mystery. I never know. But, but dude, they make the the cutest noises and like they're they're very cute. Oh, and she's, yeah, I she's like cats. Cute. Um, someone said I've installed the uBlock browser add-on to get rid of the YouTube algorithm. Way more boring this way. Unhook. Oh, unhook. I was like, I didn't know uBlock gets rid of the YouTube actually, algorithm. I know. I was actually just looking that up. I guess there is an an extension called unhook, which I have not heard of or looked up. into but it's specifically for hiding um hiding things on youtube distractions and that kind of thing i was recently using an extension that was an overall here let me switch this over um but for people who want to look at this uh but pretty much uh there was an extension that i was using that would like uh, set time restrictions on certain websites and it would do things like it hides all videos on your YouTube home screen. So you just open YouTube and all you see is a search bar. Mm -hmm. And so there are no suggested videos whatsoever. Um, and it also did things like if you go to certain websites, it'll redirect you to other websites. I set it up for LinkedIn. So if I go to LinkedIn.com, it just forwards me to techler.tech or Facebook or something like that. So if like <laughs> any link it goes to Facebook or LinkedIn, it just redirects me elsewhere because I hate both of them a lot. <laughs> so let me see. Don't. So Tim says they don't like shorts. And then John says, I like shorts. So I'm thinking we take Tim and John. We set up like a big like ring. And just let them go at it. And whoever wins decides whether or not Google should allow us to use the option for to have shorts. Well, I, I don't know if John likes the same type of shorts that we're talking about. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have read the whole comment. Yeah. The comment is, I like shorts. They're comfy and easy to wear. Um, <laughs> right over my head, man. Yeah. Go Better says, foxes bite humans while petting to express that they control the situation. Don't know if it's the same for cats. 
So you might just have a dom cat. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I feed you. (laughs) I like give you water. (laughs) That's funny. Maybe that's the case. (laughs) Yeah, the cat knows its place in your relationship. (laughs) Um, I'm actually pretty happy because I'm watching a a friend's dog in the other room along with my dog. And there hasn't been any. While we were prepping, there were some shenanigans in the other room, but I think they're just. Yeah, as soon right as now. you mentioned them, so I was just trying to see if they would do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said your glasses are cute. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and someone else says they hate shorts. They remind them of TikTok, talk, and I hate TikTok format, just like their data collection. Yeah. I, I got to agree. I hate TikTok's format, but people are into it. It's just, uh, I guess I just sound like a boomer, maybe. Right. <laughs> I mean, how much do you think, because here's the thing, I do have friends who use TikTok and they love it. And when I complain about TikTok, they go, but I enjoy it. So I'm going to yeah. keep using it. And I go, that's fine. I'm not going to stop you. But how much do you think it is people genuinely enjoying it versus I, cause the way I see it, TikTok is built from the ground up to get you hooked. Mm-hmm. It's like someone tells me, oh, I just love crack because it right. makes me feel good. And it's like, yeah, that's like kind of why it's addictive. So, but it doesn't mean it's good for you. Um, that's how I feel about TikTok because it's built from the ground up to be addictive. You can't even like exit videos when you open the app. It, like the first thing it does is it starts playing a video and it's like, how do I get out of this video? And it starts playing the next one. Yeah. And it's, the, like, uh, sorry, go ahead. The thing about, the interesting thing about like addictive platforms like that is that I think how much they actually enjoy it might depend on like the person's personality in the first place. And like, cause if, if, if they only like to watch videos that they truly enjoy and that are like wholesome and motivating, then TikTok, because it knows what you want to watch, will only suggest videos like that. And you might get, you might happen to get like an algorithm filled with like normal videos, I think, that aren't crazy. If you're not a crazy person, <laughs> um, like I've seen people like complain about Twitter um, all the time, like years ago when that was popular and a lot of people would say like oh i only get like crazy political things and like random tweets and stuff like that and other people are like oh i like to i like twitter because it just shows me like funny memes and cat photos or whatever like they don't get any of the crazy content that other people get um but both of those people would probably say that they like to use twitter just because like that content whether it's toxic or not feeds into what they want to see so Right. It's it's hard to tell because people could be saying they enjoy TikTok because they're addicted to the content or they could be saying it because they get good content and it's hard to know which is which. Right. I think people really miss that when they people don't really see how these platforms work because the platform really has a sole goal of just keeping you on it as long as possible. That's yeah. it. And if that means showing you extremist nonsense, then that's what it's going to do. If it means showing you cute cat videos, then that's what it's going to do. It has nothing to do with the company necessarily. Like the company, mm-hmm. there's not like, you know, some person sitting behind their computer screen in Dallas going, oh, hey, hey, it's Jonah. Mm, I'm going to start serving Jonah this. And it's like, no, it's just they realize like <laughs> Jonah stays on longer when he gets fed this kind of content. And it's, it's, it's a scary way of doing things because I think that it can really lead people down nasty rabbit holes. I would argue that getting fed a ton of good positive stuff can also not be good 
this is why platforms like Instagram are showing, like there's actual research showing that kids really struggle with mental health when they're on Instagram for too long. Um, and that actually comes as a result of sometimes like overwhelmingly positive stuff because you're exposed to like complete positivity and like probably not very realistic images of what people are like and how they present themselves. And that can make you feel worse. Um, so I don't know. I would also fight back and say just because like the content is good doesn't mean it's a good thing still. Like if you're wasting yeah. hours a day just on Twitter looking at funny memes and cat videos, I still don't think that's a good thing. But yeah, people to, are, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I see that take a, a lot too. The algorithm recommends them videos they're not interested in at all. And I, I kind of relate with that. Like when YouTube tries to suggest me content, they show me like a Mr. Beast video. Mm. And I go, I don't care. <laughs> and I'll look at the <laughs> next video and it's something else. And I just go, I don't care. And I do that with all the videos. And then very, very rarely I'll see one video that I click on. And then they just show me a million videos similar to that one video I clicked on, but I, I, that's not, that's just not how I work. If I clicked on a video, I just wanted to watch that video. I didn't want to like fall down into the rabbit hole. So, right. I don't know. It's just different for different people. It's weird how everyone has a different experience. Have you heard of this extension that Miguel asked about? Sorry, which one? Um, Miguel asked uh, the ad nauseum extension. Ooh, I haven't heard of uh, it. No, I, I have, I've just heard it mentioned. Okay. Like I know it exists, but I've not, I don't even know what it does. Yeah. Sorry, Miguel. And, uh, oh, I have heard of this. Um, the, the theory is that like, it kind of messes up advertising trackers by like automating ad clicks. So it just clicks on all the ads that you see basically in your browser, mm -hmm. um, like in the background, I guess. So, Google or whoever thinks that you're opening all these different apps, ads. Um, I don't know how effective that is, honestly, that like obfuscation technique versus like just blocking ads. I probably still block ads myself. Yeah, but... I would just block ads. Why does that, why is that better than blocking ads? Not sure, but I'd have to look into it more. I don't know too much about it. Okay. I haven't used it. Okay. Let's see. I'm, I'm with dark green on that. So dark green says, I think they also don't have anything else to do to fill the vacuum if they were to stop like with most addictions. Yeah, that's kind of my take on it. I don't obviously tell people I know this. Um, it's not my place, but um, I think that a lot of people who fill that void or fill the vacuum with, with that kind of stuff, like there's better things to be doing. And I think we all have to relax. You know, like sometimes I'll still like go on YouTube and just watch some fun videos, but um, if I was on YouTube all day and like, I've been in bad situations myself, like this last month has been really terrible, like terrible for me, like frustrating month. And I find myself more often, like just kind of feeding into my phone and just like, kind of just trying to like turn off my brain a little bit and maybe it's fine in like short periods, but like, you have to be aware of that. And I have to actively be like, okay, I've been on my phone too long. Let's put it in the drawer. I'm going to go outside and go for a run go for a walk or do something like that. Um, I don't think that like just turning off brain and just getting distracted and just kind of like mindlessly scrolling for hours on end. I mean, it's not a think thing. I think it's been pretty well established at this point that that's not overall good for mental health and it's probably not going to be the best thing. And it's just sad. I don't know. It makes me depressed to think about <laughs> like, um, <laughs> like the, yeah. 
the, the things that people have to deal with, myself included sometimes, but definitely not as severe as some other people. Um, let's see. I heard a dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, is there much else? We'll, we'll do last call for comments. So if you want to say anything or want to ask anything, go ahead and leave it in the YouTube comments. Um, but in the meantime, is there anything on your end? Uh, just trying to think of anything else I've seen lately. I've been, it's a lot of small stuff. I've been working on privacy guides more, thankfully, because I was kind of taking a break from that for a while. A lot of stuff going on. Um, there's the whole standard notes thing. I don't know if you saw anything about that. I was loosely They like changed it. their license. Yeah. And then they changed it back. So like everything is fine now, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Just spent a lot of time looking at stuff like that. Right. Have you always had the shirts? This privacy guide shirt? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool, right? Yeah. Um, I, I got this shirt like a month ago, but we, we've had shirts for a while. Nice. I just haven't worn it much. Oh, that's right. You have. Um, I remember you guys announced it, and people on Mastodon were like, we did. you guys want me to I buy know. something? And it's like, I mean, it's a free <laughs> website that you don't, we're not like holding Listen. a gun to your head and telling you to buy merch. <laughs> like, I know. What I the hell? Like we talked about this in a Techlore Talks episode, maybe, or something like that. Or maybe it was on Surveillance. <laughs> Somebody talked about this, but it's like, I, listen, I don't need I don't need anybody to buy a shirt. It's not going to affect me personally. I, we made these shirts because I wanted this shirt, <laughs> and other other team members wanted shirts, so we all got shirts. I got this shirt, and I got a I got a black jacket with like a monochrome logo, and they're both very great, right, for me. And that's all I need. So if nobody else buys a shirt, out it doesn't. Why would I care? <laughs> so funny. Um... Someone did say, oh, someone asked what was the problem with standard notes. I don't know if you want to expand oh, on that they, a little bit. They were thinking about changing their licensing. Well, they did change the license for their source code um, because they wanted to make it more restrictive so like other companies couldn't take it and like sell standard notes and all their all their work or whatever. Um, and there were a lot of problems with that decision. And they a lot of like community members brought up various reasons why that shouldn't be the case. And they they reverted the change like a couple weeks later. Um, back to AGPL where it is, where it is now. So um, it's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a tricky problem that a lot of like these open source companies, they, they tend to deal with for a while or like, they just think about like, it's, it's annoying if you put in all this work in a product and then another company takes it and sells it or whatever. But um, as far as I know, it's not like an actual problem that they're facing. It's just like a theoretical thing. And they ended up just sticking with, sticking with, the previous what they were doing situation. so so that's i guess yeah it, it wasn't really a big deal it was just like at least they listened to community feedback it, it turned out to be like a bigger issue for some people than they maybe were expecting i don't know but they they switched everything back so nice if you want to know there's like a 50 uh post long discussion on the privacy guides form about potentially removing standard notes all the reasons for it and we went over like everything because i was talking with standard notes for a while about it too um, okay. the guy who runs it messaged me on signal. He was like, Oh wait, <laughs> you shouldn't remove it actually, please. <laughs> right. And we chatted for a while. And, and I, I think that everyone working on standard nuts has like, is like good people. So, right. Well, that's, 
in general, with very, very few exceptions, that's actually, like, the overall... So, like, people... It sucks, because, like, I wish I could somehow publicize, like, all the friends I have that work on all the projects, like, the privacy projects. Like, we're in mm. cool positions because we cover these projects, and we get to know the developers, we get to meet the people behind them, and uh, we... Like, I do interviews, for example, and so I like to, like, shine a light on these people and, like, give them a platform and let them talk about their service, and I just facilitate a discussion and let people make what they can out of it. But it'd be awesome because, like, these people mostly have us on Signal, and they just message us. And they don't see their actual personalities behind the screen, whereas we do. And you, like, what I'm trying to get to here is that, like, when I, I went to the Nextcloud conference in Berlin last month, mm -hmm. and these people are just so friendly. Everyone loves the software they work on. Like, it's just incredible. They're real people. It's very easy to get lost in the, like, oh, I'm just using a software and not really, like, think about, like, the humans that are actually building it. But, like, these humans put in so much work, and they're very passionate about the stuff they put together. Um, and a lot of them are just normal people like us. We just have the privilege of having a camera up while we talk and do things. But, like, they do the same stuff that we do pretty much. And it's, I wish there was a better way to, like, show that outside of just interviews. The interviews are nice, and they're very formal. Um, but it'd be nice to kind of show the more casual side of things. Because it's like you. Like, it's cool. Like, the standard notes... Pete just like messages you on signal but same thing on my end like some big news story comes out about like a, a service and then like I get a message from someone from one of the companies and it's like hey like just wanted to chat about this and yeah right it's fun long story short I wish people thought more about like the people the the people developing the services they use because they're very real people that exist and most yeah. of them most of them are fantastic most um just finding a link. Um, there was a standard notes discussion on the tech war forum too, so I'm just going to share a link in the chat for because a couple people were asking yeah. to stay updated on it. Yeah, and you can check it out if you want to learn more about the whole situation. But like, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's everything is pretty much resolved. Yeah. Here, let me also just show it on the screen for people curious, and I'll also use it as like a plug for our forum. If you do want to keep up with like privacy and security news. And if, you, if there were things we were talking about today on this stream, that's like, oh, I didn't hear about that. Most of those discussions take place on our forum. And like I said Absolutely. about like people getting active, so the standard notes, this was a post made, and then like the lead developer of NT came in and like responded. And then it's just, you got some cool people on the forum. It's cool. And then obviously yeah. if there's any updates, it'll be there as well. And I'm sure it's going to be on Privacy Guides too on their forum, so... Yeah. Lots of cool forums. I was just looking at like the traffic stats for, I was getting into, <laughs> I made the mistake of reopening Reddit and then I got into a Reddit drama discussion um, with, with one of the mods <laughs> of the privacy subreddit because they're doing some, I don't know, it's a long story, <laughs> but I was looking, I was looking at like God. the traffic stats for like the subreddits that we ran and like the, the traffic for the forum and they're pretty comparable actually. And you see like the forum showing up in more and more search results. So it's like at least proving that these are places that people are finding organically it's not a lot of people seem to think like when you talk about forums specifically that like reddit is like the place to have all discussions on the internet basically like it's and people add reddit to the end of their search results to find things and that kind of thing it's like that doesn't have to be the case necessarily right and especially with all the changes reddit's making it's just annoying to deal with so as far as i'm concerned the forums have been very successful right the forums that i'm involved in 
right obviously the tech war form right no i agree i mean whether or not it's even like it does pop up in search results but even if it didn't like i just see the value it provides people within the forum and so i can't complain about that like the people who enjoy it enjoy it and that's all that really i mean like there's more that can matter to me but i'm happy with just that um and it's good for me to keep up with news and i don't know i love it so i can't complain mm -hmm. someone said uh they loved the vivaldi interview so nice i'm really glad you liked it like i was really happy with that interview too um yeah all, all the interviews are a ton of fun and actually i have quite a few lined up so those should be released soon um a couple of them are from berlin they were real life interviews that i did with a nextcloud team member and then a nextcloud open source volunteer that works on like some other nextcloud tools that are relevant to nextcloud and then i also interviewed um uh, matthias i believe who runs the free software foundation in europe uh he's like the head of that so the fsfe He's the person who leads that. And then I already interviewed him. He just released a book recently. It was like a children's book that talks about privacy and like uh, really? surveillance capitalism. And it does so in a way that like kind of teaches children to think about like big companies and stuff. It's really cool. It's well done too. So uh, yeah. That all sounds super cool. I'm yeah. excited to, for you to post these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. Whoa. Hello, Johnny. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Hey. <laughs> That's awesome. Quite nice. I can like comments now. Oh, I did. Look at that. Hearted a super chat. Thank you, Johnny. Well, if there's right. something you want to ask, Howdy. something, just, yeah. I don't know if there's anything. I don't know what to say. That's really nice. I know. Leaving a super chat with no comment attached. That's, that's pretty. <laughs> just a nice that's thing a statement. to do. That's a statement. <laughs> yeah, that's a statement in itself. <laughs> wow. Thank you, though, Johnny. We really appreciate it. Like, we can't do it without support, so thank you. Um, is there anything else? um not that i think not that i can think of and uh i know you have to go pretty soon too so yeah i do got a not much else going on we could wrap it up yeah well um this was kind of just a nice casual chat uh we did want to talk about the google stuff google stuff in some way shape or form um so glad we got to talk about that we got to be a little bit engaging with all of you um thank you all who were engaged we didn't do any like announcements for this live stream so if you were here you just kind of somehow got notified about it so thank you for tuning in despite no announcements um, and this will again be uploaded after the fact so you can watch it afterwards and we will cross post this in the near future to audio as well so if you follow this via rss uh, you can do all the techler talks on rss via your favorite rss clients and listen to it via audio as a podcast so yeah Thank you all again for tuning awesome. in. Again, uh, going to plug our forum if you want to be engaged with the community. And also, uh, we are on Patreon as well, patreon.com slash techlore. If you don't like Patreon, there's like LibraPay, there's Kofi, there's Monero. Anything else? Yeah. That's it. Are you working on a video? <laughs> what, what's going on uh, with the Jonah Aragon no. YouTube channel? <laughs> Nothing's going on. I have not had time to do any extra stuff this month I'm, so i'm i'm curious to think about I'm, I'm, i have a question for you before we go so you've <laughs> never been involved in the video making scene like you were you've been part of techlore for a long time now but you were never involved with any of the video stuff for the longest time and now yeah you're kind of helping out with techlore talks and you're working on your own videos what what was like in your head what was making videos <laughs> like and what was it actually like um <laughs> You know, 
I, I mean, I do think that I like I had a pretty realistic expectation of okay. what it was going to be like in my in my head. It was going to be like, oh, this is going to be a lot of work, and I'm not going to like doing it. And I think that is true, mostly. <laughs> Although for my that's for my own videos. If I'm recording stuff on my own, it's like I haven't really figured out exactly what I want to be doing yet. But like as far as Techlore talks goes, working on the stuff on this channel and the live streams have been much much better. Nice, because I'm doing a lot of work. Conversations for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not doing a lot of work with live streams. Come on, <laughs> you just hit a button. I mean, reset up OBS but, every single time. Right, even that's true. I mean, it's the setup <laughs> and the talking is nice, but yeah, I'm glad it's right. not too I bad mean, for you. I just find it easier to do it like with another person, so I don't right that makes sense yeah <laughs> all right man well thanks everyone for tuning in we'll see you all next month at some point and thank you jonah and we'll keep you all updated content soon peace peace <laughs>